0: All right, welcome back to the Full Court Press. Um, Obviously, we are doing this episode. I don't even want to say recording, but we're doing this episode under highly unconventional and unfortunate circumstances, given everything that's going on with the COVID-19 pandemic. First of all, you know, I just want to say that I hope everyone stays safe. I hope everyone is staying inside, following, you know, the the proper protocol for this, the proper recommendations from experts. It's definitely something we need to do. Even if, you know, you don't feel like you're at risk, there are definitely people out there, people who we might really care about that are at risk. So I just hope that everyone is following that. Um, you know, on our end here, we will be trying to keep putting out content. Um, you know, I can only say this as the sports editor, but I know that I am you know, very proud of how my team has reacted to this entire situation. We already have two articles out on the website we're going to get more articles out the rest of the week. So just stay tuned on sbpress.com and make sure you just, you know, keep reading, keep staying updated, and most importantly, keep staying, keep staying safe. Um, as for our podcast, well, we've always maintained that sports is a great way to be entertained in life and a great way as well to distract ourselves from some of our problems. I know that most leagues... And most sports have gone on temporary hiatuses, so we don't exactly know when those will be back. But I can say that we will still be putting out content. We will be doing our best to keep you guys entertained, to uh, keep ourselves entertained as well, in all honesty, given how the world's looking right now for the next few months. But this episode, obviously, usually we are sitting down in our little studio, um, to even call it that. In the media wing, you know, we have our microphones, we have our computers running and whatnot. We're all in different locations now. Stony Brook just came out with the news that they will be effectively closing down campus for the rest of the semester, which sucks, but we can get into that another day entirely. Um, So it is unlikely that all four or five of us will be back together in the same place, you know, in the next few months, at least. But we are trying to figure out something to do the full court press remotely. Um, Until then, though, today we've just talked to, um, you know, Anthony Leone and Andrew Scott. They took times out of their day to talk a little bit about the breaking news in the NFL, the Tom Brady situation, which just broke today. And, you know, they've recorded their thoughts on it. So without further ado, I'll just let them get to it. Once again, you know, stay safe, take care of each other, and I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode.
1: Hello everyone, my name is Andrew Scott, and I'm here talking about the NFL free agency and how it has impacted all the teams. But first, let me get this out of the way. Everyone I hope everyone's doing okay right now, quarantined, I know I have just gotten the news that I have to leave Stony Brook for good. So that's something, but anyways, I hope everyone's staying safe and uh, not too bored. I know I've been really bored. All I've been doing is just playing video games all day, and that's all I basically can do. But anyways, let's get to this. So first of all, as we know, the dynasty is over. Woo! The dynasty is over. The Patriots are no longer a dynasty. Tom Brady, per his Instagram, has announced that he is finally leaving the Patriots. So what does that mean? Well, it means the Bills now have a wide open window for taking the AFC East. The other day, they signed Stefan Diggs from, or not signed. They traded for Stefan Diggs from Minnesota for multiple draft picks, including a first round draft pick in 2021. Bills are going for it. Bills are going all in this year. I will not be surprised if they do more signings in the coming days. They. One to help Josh Allen improve. Stefan Diggs is a beautiful addition. As you, most of you may remember him from the Minnesota Miracle um, when he caught the ball and when he caught the ball with two seconds left and ran in for a touchdown against the Saints. So this is this is the Bills' year, honestly. The Patriots are going to tank for Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion. This next year, they're gonna basically not really try to win games. And they're going to go for Trevor Lawrence, who is a transformational quarterback from uh, Clemson. He's won one national championship, been to two. two. Um, so that's what I think is going to happen next. Then we got, going over the NFC, we got Cowboy news. And I know everyone loves the Cowboys. Oh, they're so good. They're going to be worse this year. They're going to be way worse this year. Randall Cobb has moved to the Texans. That was their uh, second or third uh, best wide receiver. Basically, this was a trade for Hopkins, which I'll get into a little bit later. What a terrible, terrible decision by the Houston's front office. But anyways, Randall Cobb going to the Texans, Mari Cooper staying in uh, uh, Dallas for five years, one hundred million dollars. Where's all that cap space going to go, huh? No wonder they franchise tagged Dak Prescott. They franchise tagged him because they have no more money. <clears throat> They lost uh, Byron Jones to the Dolphins, who we'll get to in a second as well. The Cowboys are going to be worse this year than they were last year. And they were bad last year. They didn't make the playoffs last year. Dak's unhappy right now. He didn't get his contract. Mike McCarthy, a new head coach. he His last few years in Green Bay weren't very good. And now they don't have any wide receivers. They have Randall Cobb, who just left. They have Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper last year disappeared in the last few games. He is only good on. He's only good in Dallas. <clears throat> not good anywhere else on the. Not good anywhere else in the NFL. Anyways, so now we're getting to the Dolphins, who very quietly have been signing a bunch of defensive players. I mean, them out for you. They have Byron Jones, who's a cornerback from Dallas. They have Kyle Van Noy, who's a <clears throat> linebacker from the Pat- Patriots. Defensive end Emmanuel Ogba, defensive end Shaq Lawson from the Bills and safety Clayton Fahedalem. I think that's how you say his name. But last year, we all know, the Dolphins' defense was a huge problem. They had a bunch of young players there, and now they're signing these middle-of-the-road players basically for experience. The Dolphins are going to draft a quarterback in this draft. They're probably going to draft Tua or Justin Herbert. They're not going to be able to uh, draft Joe Burrow because he's going to be taking by the Cincinnati Bengals. So, they're going to have Tua, unless the Redskins do some crazy things. But, be careful of the Dolphins. I know these Bills fans are all high on their horses because they have now signed Stefan Diggs, who is a game changer. But these Dolphins, man, they're going to have a good defense. They're going to have an actual offense this year with Tua, Tua Takalova. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I've never really known, known how to say his last name. But, this year in the AFC East, we will finally see a different winner in the division. And I believe it's going to be the Bills. They're going to have home field advantage, which is scary. cannot believe this. I have a bunch of Bills fans, and I do not want to hear about oh, the Bills the Super Bowl. I already got a text this morning from a buddy saying that the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. So they're already very excited in Buffalo. And they should be. They should be. They've been bad for a long, long, long time. So good for them. They might get this uh, divisional championship from the Patriots this year, but I do not think they're going to win the Super Bowl. They have, to f- they have to play the Chiefs still, and the Chiefs are just ridiculous right now. Anyways, let's get to the big news today, for me at least. One of my favorite wide receivers in the league, DeAndre Hopkins, has been traded to Arizona, to the Cardinals, for David Johnson and in exchange of some uh, 2021 second and fourth and fifth round picks, so that's not really too much. It's basically been a trade for Hopkins and David Johnson. This is a bad trade. This is an awful trade for the Texans. Who is Deshaun Watson going to throw to now? David Johnson, we all remember him from 2016 when he rushed for over a thousand yards and Everyone was like, this is the next greatest thing. This was, It was his only second year, so they are like, he's going to be amazing. And then guess what happens next year? He tore his ACL out for the season. Played one game in 2017. Didn't do too well. This year especially, he played 13 games. So he was still injury-prone, injury-riddled. He only rushed for 345 yards. The entire season, 345 yards. That sounds like a two-game split for, you know, Derek Henry, Ezekiel Elliott. He also only scored two touchdowns. The Arizona Cardinals were moving off Dave Johnson. This is a great trade for the Arizona Cardinals because now they have Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins, two Hall of Fame caliber quarterback or uh, wide receivers on either side. Kyle Murray is going to grow immensely this year. The Arizona Cardinals, they may be in the toughest division with Seattle, the Rams, and the Niners, but Arizona is going to give those teams some trouble some final thoughts it's gonna be a different year next year the cba has finally uh settled to an agreement and there's gonna be 17 games next year 17 nfl weeks well actually now it'd be 18 maybe 19 they might have put a second bye week in there i'm not sure but 17 games who else is excited for that i am so excited for an extra week of of nfl games another playoff team In the mix, you know who that would have been last year? That would have been the Steelers last year. You know how badly I wish the CBA got passed last year so the Steelers could have been in the playoffs? Steelers will be in the playoffs this year, though, for sure. But this new CBA is going to be fascinating to watch. Now there's even more sense of urgency because now there can be one more team in the playoffs. So people are going to be trying way, way, way harder towards the end of the season, especially. But yeah, this has been... Andrew Scott, talking about free agency. Hope you guys stay safe from Corona. I'm going to go, probably play some Call of Duty Zombies right now. And I'm happy that free agency finally started. And I also believe that Tom Brady will go to the Buccaneers. And I am not sure how that will go. But I think my, I think my guy Anthony will be talking about that on another section of this. So please, go watch his. I'm, ha- I'm happy you listened to mine. Thank you for listening. And I will see you guys later. Thanks,
0: Andrew. I hope you're staying safe, too, and you enjoy that Call of Duty game. I'm sitting here in the press office right now, actually, probably for the last time ever, in all honesty, just putting this episode together, uh, hopefully before it gets published later this week. So now we go to Anthony with his thoughts on everything that's happened in the NFL.
2: Okay, so we're going to start off with the Baltimore Ravens, who received Clays Campbell from the Jacksonville Jaguars in exchange for a fifth-round pick. The Ravens are going to give him a two-year extension worth $27 million. Um, they also signed Michael Brockers to a three-year deal worth $30 million while placing the franchise tag on Matthew Judon, their outside linebacker. Um, so far, I think the Ravens' offseason has gone pretty well. Um, they've retained all their key defensive pieces so far, and they've been able to add more defensive pieces such as clays campbell and michael rockers so overall i think the ravens are just going to add on to what they were doing last season they were the number one seed we all know what happened they lost the titans in a shocker in the divisional round i think the ravens will come back even bigger and better and i think these moves certainly helped them in that case so now we're going to move on to the carolina panthers who now will have teddy bridgewater as their starting quarterback we don't know what the details of his contract are right now but he's going to get around 20 million dollars a year he'll be the new um starting quarterback under matt rule's offense um former baylor coach uh, is now the new head coach of the panthers he's going to implode his new system so i think he's getting the new quarterback that he wants Kyle Allen, just for safety reasons, is also coming back on a one-year deal, and because they have Bridgewater and Kyle Allen, Cam Newton is on his way out. There's a possibility he might go to New England because Tom Brady is gone, which I'll get into a little bit later. Um, But the Panthers have officially allowed him to seek a trade with any team that he's interested in going to. So we'll see how that goes. Also, they acquired Russell Okung from the Los Angeles Chargers in exchange for Trey Turner. Um, I think Russell Okung is an upgrade for the outside of their offensive line. I mean, they did lose Trey Turner, which helps inside. But overall, I think the Panthers have done pretty well. I mean, you've got your quarterback position secure. So now you have Matt Rule, who can now implement his new style of offense i mean the panthers are still kind of in a rebuilding phase you know they just got rid of ron rivera greg olsen and i think cam Newton's the last of that era to go so i think the panthers will um still kind of be in a rebuilding phase but we'll see how that happens see how that works next we're going to move on to the cleveland browns they made austin hooper the highest paid tight end in the nfl uh, he's getting an 11 million dollar per year deal over four years so four years 44 million dollars um this basically means that it basically sets the way for other tight ends such as george kittle and travis kelsey i mean they'll probably be getting around 12 to 15 million dollar per year deals um so now it kind of just sets the bar for how the tight end market is going to shift um shift out They also retained Kareem Hunt, who, um, although he sort of had a trouble past, at least the past year or so, I think retaining him was key for their offense. Um, They also got Jack Conklin on a three-year deal worth around $42 million. I think he'll definitely help out the right side of their offensive line. As Baker Mayfield, I believe, is entering his third year, um, will continue to try to lead the Browns into the playoffs. Um and I think the most underrated move for the Browns was getting Case Keenum on a 3-year deal with $18 million. Although he's going to be their backup quarterback, he already knows the offense from their new head coach, Kevin Stefanski, who is the former quarterback coach for him in Minnesota. So I think Case Keenum could definitely help Baker Mayfield learn the new offense and I think he can help provide a seamless transition. To Kevin Stefanski, which I think really helps for the Browns in general. Whether or not they're gonna be able to keep Otto Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, that's yet to be seen. I've heard rumors that either one of them might get traded. Um, but again, we'll wait to see what happens. Moving on to the Colts, um, they got DeForest Buckner from the 49ers in exchange for the 13th pick in the draft. Um, they're giving him a $21 million PR extension. Um, I think this is a good move for the Colts and the 49ers. I'll explain the 49ers side a little bit later. For the Colts, I think it's good because it'll help strengthen their defensive line, which already has Jabal Shearer and Justin Houston. The Colts are trying to win right now. Um, they're also trying to get uh, Phillip Rivers. Uh, he, they're basically the front runner, so they have their new starting quarterback. Um, I think with Phil Rivers kind of already knowing Frank Reich's system from their time in San Diego, I think the Colts have a shot. I mean, the Texans traded away DeAndre Hopkins, so who knows how well the Texans are going to be next season. The Titans, Ricky signed um, Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, but um, how well could the Titans be next season? We're not sure. Could Ryan Tannehill replicate his success? Um that's yet to be seen. So I think with you know also retaining Anthony Costanzo to build continuity offensive line with Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson. I think the Colts are trying to win now. I think they have a good shot to either win the division or get one of the wild card spots since they've now exchanged uh, they've now extended uh, the playoff race to seven teams with the new CBA. Um, I think the Colts have a good shot to make the playoffs this year and I think their offseason moves so far have definitely helped. Now going to the 49ers side of things, um, they were able to um, retain Eric Armstead on a five-year deal with $85 million. I find it interesting that they chose Armstead over Buckner just because I think Buckner was the better defensive lineman. But I think the 49ers realized they couldn't keep both because both were going to be pretty expensive to retain regardless. So I think keeping Armstead, or at least keeping one of them, was a good move for the 49ers. Also, um, which I didn't think this was unlikely, but the 49ers are passing on Tom Brady. They're sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo, which I think is smart because Jimmy Garoppolo is younger. He already knows the 49ers' offense and i think there was no reason for them to go after tom brady in the first place going to the titans which i've kind of already touched upon um they're also passing on brady because Tannehill just got a big extension it's a four-year deal worth 118 million dollars it's kind of disappointing because the titans tagged derrick henry but um henry should have probably gotten paid over Tannehill just because derrick henry was the face and still is the face of the titans offense But usually the NFL will pay quarterbacks over running backs. So again, it sucks um, for Derrick Henry. We'll see how that turns out, whether or not he'll actually get a long-term deal, or if he'll pull either Le'Veon Bell or Melvin Gordon, where he might end up going to a different team. I hope the Titans are able to keep him for their sake, but we'll see what happens. Moving on to the Oakland Raiders, they're also passing on Brady as well, because they just signed Marcus Mariota from the Titans the Titans don't really need Marcus Mariota anymore because they just signed Tannehill to the massive deal. Maybe Marcus Mariota will pull it, Brian Tannehill in Las Vegas, not Oakland anymore, um, and maybe he'll win the starting job over Derek Carr. Um, But again, we'll see what happens over the course of the season. They also signed Corey Littleton um, on a three-year deal worth $36 million. Um, I think he'll definitely help beef in their linebacking core and their overall defense the raiders defense is pretty average and i think adding him definitely helps but i don't the raiders still need to work on their defense and if i didn't say this already i'll say it now officially tom brady announced on social media that he's not returning to the patriots uh he spoke to robert Kraft at his house he basically said hey look i don't want to come back here um I want to see what the market is out there. He obviously thanked uh, Robert Kraft for you know the service that they've had together. And I think he, well, regardless of what happens, I think Tom Brady will be remembered as the greatest of all time. I think he's already done enough service to New England as it is. So I think Tom Brady's earned the right to kind of leave and venture out in free agency for the first time. Now, I think the two main suitors for Brady now or either the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Los Angeles Chargers, I'll get into the benefits of each and the disadvantages, and I'll give you my overall opinion of it. But um, he's really the only big quarterback left on the market because Brees, uh, excuse me, Drew Brees resigned with the Saints. So I mean, I don't know where Brady will go. Um, it's kind of shocking because I think most people thought he was gonna stay in New England unfortunately for patriots fans he is not and i think it'll be interesting to see where he goes um talking about the chargers for a minute um as i mentioned earlier they traded away russell okunk in exchange they got trey turner which i think is a good move for both teams for the chargers uh trey turner will help beef in the inside of the offensive line which i think helps because the chargers don't have the best offensive line in the nfl so i think any um any upgrade helps um, they're keeping Hunter Henry on the franchise tag. I think he's a talented tight end, which I think is one of the few offensive weapons that the Chargers have. Uh, but I think the star of the Chargers is their defense if with Darvin James. Um, they kind of proved it two years ago when they played each other in the divisional round. Um, the Chargers have a very young, talented group of guys on the defensive side of the ball. I think that with the um with the way the NFL is kind of shifting towards, you know, defense wins championships. I mean it's always been like that, but I think having a defense now extremely is extremely helpful. But I mean their offensive line, as I said before, is a bit of a concern. But I mean they do have Keenan Allen, uh Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler who they just re signed because Melvin Gordon will officially be gone. So I think the Chargers, if they were to add Brady, um, they'll definitely win more, but I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender just because, th- at least for their foreseeable future, like maybe next year they might be in the race, but I mean for their foreseeable feature they're not going to be because the Chargers don't have as many weapons as they used to. They lost Taro Williams, uh, Mike Williams might be leaving in the near future. Melvin Gordon as I said before is gone now so it'll be interesting to see how the Chargers adapt to this so again as I said before the lack of weapons on offense may keep Tom Brady away from the Chargers and may lead him to the Buccaneers who were able to retain Shaq Garrett who was one of the top uh, sack leaders in the NFL and Jason Pierre Paul now the Buccaneers have Bruce Arians who's an experienced head coach they have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin who both made the Pro Bowl last year so I think the offensive weapons are there. They have O.J. Howard, which I think helps. So I think if Brady wants, like, great offensive weapons, which is something he didn't really have in New England, I think Tampa Bay is the best spot for him. But the only problem with the Bucs is that their defense is somewhat average. I mean, it's I guess it's above average just because they have Shaq Barrett. But, I mean, overall... Their defense is okay. I mean, their linebacking core is nice with Levante David, but their secondary is okay. Their defensive line is, like, above average, and their linebackers are, like, above average. So, honestly, their defense is still a bit suspect regardless. Um, The Buccaneers don't really have a running back either, but they could take one with the 14th pick in the draft. Um, DeAndre Swift out of Georgia, I think, is a good prospect. Whether or not they'll draft him that high, uh, we'll see. But um, I think the Buccaneers can go after a running back either in free agency because Devontae Freeman is now a free agent, or they can take one in the draft. Um, overall, I think if Brady wants to go with offense, uh, he'll go with the. Um, he'll go with the Buccaneers, but I think if he values defense towards the end of his career, he might go back home to Los Angeles if i had to choose between the two teams i think tom brady is going to tampa bay i just think it'll be much more fun for him just because he will have the offensive weapons and i think if you were to balance out the chargers offense and the buccaneers defense i think the buccaneers defense is just slightly better now i'm gonna end this memo with talking about the patriots the fallout um I mean, the Patriots, they have a lot of options still in terms of quarterbacks. They could try to trade for Cam Newton, since he's now available because of the Teddy Bridgewater deal. Um, they could go after Jameis Winston, depending on whether or not Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay, as I'm predicting. Or they could tank um, for someone like Trevor Lawrence in next year's draft out of Clemson. Um, whether or not they'll do that, I'm not entirely sure. It depends on how confident they are in Jarrett Stidham who is now their current quarterback their current starting quarterback excuse me so I mean honestly it depends I mean we'll see um personally I think they might end up trading for a veteran quarterback I think Cam Newton is an intriguing option but I think either him or Jameis Winston I think will end up going to New England depending on what Tom Brady does it also sucks for the Patriots because they now have a huge void at linebacker, because they lost Calvin Noy to the Dolphins and Jamie Collins to the linebacker, uh, to the Lions. Excuse me. So overall, I think the Patriots won't be a Super Bowl contender next year. I think losing Brady definitely hurts, and depending on who their quarterback is, they might not even make the playoffs. So again, we'll see what happens, but I think the Patriots, I think it's the end of the dynasty for the Patriots. I think they'll go on a massive fall off next year. And overall, I think it's the end of an era.
0: Thank you, Anthony. And once again, thank you to Andrew as well for, you know, giving us coverage and keeping us updated with everything that's going on in the world of football. Make sure to, once again, go on the website, sppress.com and read Anthony's article today that was published today on how the COVID-19 pandemic affected both the NFL and the XFL. I'm not really sure what our next episode will be. We will have another one, at least another one, before the end of the year. Obviously, as Andrew and I both said, Stony Brook just said, today, uh, today is Tuesday, March 17, in case anyone's wondering or listening to this. Um, you know, after the fact, but Stony Brook announced today on Tuesday that they would be closing down the dorms for the rest of the year. This for the rest of the school year, which essentially means that campus is shut down. Really, you add that you combine that with the move to online classes, and I don't think anyone's going to be back. Really, um, there is no reason for us to be back. There is nowhere for us to be back, even if we wanted to come back. I know that, as for me, um, I'm leaving the country on Friday. I don't know when I'll be back. Um, I don't think I'll ever be back at the Stony Brook campus, at least not as an undergraduate student. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of questions that still have to be answered. Uh, Everything is just moving so fast right now. Even in the world of sports, you know, just as I sat here editing this podcast and recording this voice memo Kevin Durant tested positive for COVID-19, which just goes to show you, like, not even these larger-than-life athletes that we talk about on the podcast are immune, which means, once again, everyone needs to be taking the proper precautions. Stay inside, stay indoors. Don't go outside unless it's for anything that you consider essential. And just in general, you know, take care of each other and stay safe. Um, As for me, Wilco... For Andrew, for Anthony, for Daniel and James, who are not on this edition, you know, we'll catch you next time and stay tuned for more content. Take care, everyone.